Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. May you help us to connect with things that will make us happy genuinely. And the greatest of all of them, it is the word of God. I commit everyone, dear God, to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May God richly bless you. I hope this will be a blessing. And keep on praying for one another. God is still on the throne. God is still in control. God bless you richly. Amen. Greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We appreciate the Lord once again for his grace and mercy. We appreciate him for protecting us until this far. We don't take his grace for granted because we need his grace from day to day. And that is why we just want to express our gratitude to him. Now, I just want to take a couple of minutes and speak to you on the faith zone the faith zone let me just invite you to the reading of the weight in hebrews the 11th chapter from just i'll read only verse 1 it reads in this manner now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen now may the lord bless the reading of his weight we want to thank him once again that we are able to meet around the table just to have a fellowship uh, on the bread of life. Now, I want to speak about the faith zone. Before I get to speak about the faith zone, and before I read the quotation, the prophet has told us many a times that either a human being is controlled by faith or by doubt, and doubt breeds fear. So mainly, uh, a human being is driven by faith or driven by fear. Now, in this quotation that I'm going to read, uh, in the spoken way to the way to have fellowship, paragraph 26, the prophet says there is only two faculties that govern a human. And one of them is faith, which brings results. And the other is fear which has no value in it at all. Now, if something has got no value in it, you need not to give it an oxygen. You need to cut the oxygen of that particular thing that gives you no value. Anything 
that does not give you value in your life make sure that you don't give it oxygen now let me carry on faith is of god fear is of the devil fear makes you weary fear makes you wonder and if i was going to die in the morning what good would it do to me to get all stupid about it what if i was going to be electrocuted in the morning and my life had to end tomorrow morning what good would that do to what about well you say what good it would it do to have faith faith can sign my pardon sure there is value in faith don't be weary don't be scared don't be upset just have faith and believe and the only way you can have faith you have to have love first for love produces faith for perfect love get it perfect love cast out all fear unquote now the prophet says there is no value in fear and he says the fear is of the devil that means fear has got to be rejected now you don't just wake up and reject fear you have to grow something that can nullify fear in your life so the only way to negate fear in your life is to build the faith now the prophet said there are two faculties that govern human beings faith and fear now here's my diagram i said i want to speak about the faith zone and i want to contrast that with the fear zone there are people that live in the fear zone and there are people that live in the faith zone these people behaved differently these people lead their lives differently often you find those that are in the faith zone are energized have faith have got testimonies and those that are in the fear zone are often paralyzed now fear even medical science confirms that fear can paralyze your immune system now especially when you are living in a pandemic the last thing that you want to do is to be fearful because that fear is going to compromise your immune system now and i'm not giving you a placebo effect here uh, i want to say don't have faith don't have fear but you must have something to replace fear and that is faith that is based on the word of god not some not some uh, some wishy-washy statements or some uh, motivational junk something solid which is faith that is based on the word of god the prophet says don't be weary don't be scared now i want to contrast the people uh, the the faith zone against the fear zone now let me just bring this another diagram here of the pyramid uh and it is just a total uh, diagram total different diagram now when you look at this pyramid at the bottom in the fear zone that is where you find majority of people now at the top towards the honing of the pyramid that is where you find the cream of the crop the people that are driven by faith not those that are driven by fear now the prophet says these two people you'll find them anywhere within any nation any church you'll find these two group of people but let us focus on faith for a while the prophet says in this message he saw by himself 
paragraph 101. It says, listen, I'm going to say something. Look, faith is unconscious. Let me just park here for a moment and maybe just make you understand uh, the meaning of this statement, unconscious, or the weight unconscious. When you were still young, maybe you were a boy or a girl, and often you would see somebody driving a car. You used to think that you can drive. The problem is that you are not being given the opportunity to drive. But should you be given an opportunity to drive, you would drive that car. That means you were unconscious of your incompetence. The first stage, you were unconscious of your incompetence. Then later on, around the age of 14, 16, somewhere there, you began to realize that I um, actually cannot drive. That means you became conscious of your incompetence. Then you started going to the driving school and they taught you how to drive. Then you got your driver's license. But while you were driving, you were even conscious as to when you need, you need to change the gears. You are conscious of every step here because now you are beginning to be conscious of your competency. Sisters would know more often they would be their chest will be very close to, to the steering wheel. And every time you become a nervous wreck when somebody hoots from nowhere, because at that moment you are becoming you're conscious of your competence. But as you drive and gain experience, you get to a stage where you become unconscious of your competence. So the first stage you were unconscious of your incompetency, then you became conscious of your incompetency, then you became conscious of your competency, then the last stage you become unconscious of your competence. That means you reach a stage here you can drive all the way to Johannesburg without thinking, how am I going to drive? Without thinking, how am I going to engage the gears? Because now it is now embedded in you. Now, this is where we need to get to the church. In that realm where you, you, you are living such a miraculous life, you experience miracles from day to day, uh, hour to hour, uh, week to week, year to year, and, and to you, well, people are wondering and say, goodness, what's happening? But to you, you realize that goodness, this is just my way of life. God does miracles in my life. It's not an effort. It has now become a lifestyle. Amen. Now, let's come back to this quotation. Faith is unconscious. Amen. You believe it? I have learned that in the years of travel around the world and meeting the peoples of all different walks, but faith is unconscious. You got faith and don't even know it. That's right. Now, the reason for my sermonette is to conscientize you to know that you have faith. Because some people think they have it, but they don't have it. And as I spoke last week on disparation, a state of emergency, the prophet says, it pulls out of you the good things that are there. If you have faith and you are, you are ushered into a state of emergency, then in that state of emergency, you, you, know, you, you are quite sure about who you are, you know what to do, because it pulls out faith out of you. That faith comes onto display. Now, 
let's come here in the book of Psalm 56 chapter and then the third and the fourth verse. David, what an honest man. He says, what, what time am I am afraid? I will trust in thee. Let's rephrase that a bit. He says, when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Now, David is telling you, there are times when I'm afraid. But while I'm afraid, and I'm in this state of fear, I don't remain in the fear zone. I, I'm taking a leap of faith to get back into the faith zone. How do I do that? By putting trust in the Lord. And that is what we'll do. And in verse 4, it says, In God, I will praise his way. In God, I've put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. That means the moment I see myself degenerating or receding into a fear zone, I will take a leap of faith by trusting in the Lord and I will return back into the zone of faith because a believer must never reside in the zone of fear. A zone of fear is for cowards. A zone of fear is, is a, it's a place where there, there is nothing edifying. There is no value in there. There is no testimony in there. There is no new song that you can sing to the Lord to praise him there. It's, it's negativity. It's, you are just being miserable. You are just being righteous today. But there is a promise that if we trust in the Lord, then we are able to take a leap of faith from a fear zone into a faith zone. Now, the prophet now, in this message, God testifying of his gifts. Paragraph 49. He says, So don't fear. Fear is of the devil. You know, when something comes from your enemy, and you can't stand the enemy, you don't even open the parcel. If somebody comes and says, this is from so-and-so, and you know this person has got nothing good about you, you don't even open it. You just say, goodness, let me just sign here. Send back to the sender. So fear is of the devil. The moment we are engulfed by fear, we must send it back to the devil because fear is of the devil. Let's carry on. He says, everything, everything Jesus would say, Fear not, fear not, constantly. Fear not, fear not. Is that right? Always, fear not. Now, God don't want you to fear. He wants you to believe. God doesn't want us to be in the fear zone. On the fear zone. He wants us to be in the faith zone. So every one of you believe with one accord, one accord, every one of you. Now, let me, you cannot have fear. You cannot have faith, if, or maybe let me put it this way, between the fear zone and the faith zone, the bridge thereof, it is what is called courage. So how you leap, you trust in the Lord. That's a courageous move. That look, situations I can see everything is against me conditions against me everything there is nothing going right but I'm gonna yet I'm gonna trust in the Lord by doing so you are experience, expressing courage I mean courage is the ability to do something that frightens you you are sick 
but you say I am not sick and I will not behave as a sickly person, that takes courage. Now, let me rem just remind you of what the Lord said about courage. Now, in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, verse 9, we see it's to Joshua. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. You cannot be courageous and be fearful at the same time. You cannot be doubtful and be, and be full of faith at the same time. You cannot be drunk and be sober at the same time. You cannot be a Christian and be a sinner at the same time. This is, it's more binary, either or. Either you have courage or you don't have courage. Either you have faith or you don't have faith. There is no in between. Now he says, have I not commanded thee, be strong of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, with whosoever thou goest. Now I said courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. You'll see when you look at Hebrew, Hebrews 11, you'll find that every man and woman that made it there in that hall of faith, they had the courage to do something that frightened them. Now, even the same applies to you. You can never have faith and you can never express faith and you can never have the results of faith until you do something that frightens you. Now, the prophet says, in the message, hear ye him, paragraph 41, he says, God don't want cowards. God wants men that's, that's brave. He can't use a coward that's a run down and afraid to testify of your healing or tell your neighbors, your boss, what God has done for you or give praise to Christ. Ashamed to speak up in the hour when the trial comes and you are afraid to say that you are a Christian, God can use you. I doubt the devil such as that. That's right. You are not much, not much good for anything. Let me follow up with another quotation. In the message, show us the Father and it will satisfy us. Paragraph 28. He says, God can use anything that's afraid. Oh, goodness. You know, Gideon had to send them all back was scared. You remember when Gideon said, I mean, he started with many soldiers and the number kept on reducing because those that were afraid were being sent back. Now it says, and if you are afraid to testify of your healing, before it comes, God can use you. This is one. If you are afraid to testify of your miracle, before it comes, God can use you. If you are afraid to testify of your rapture, before it comes, God can use you. If you are afraid to testify about your happiness, before it comes, God can use you. God wants proactive believers. Now, he carries on, he says, and if you are afraid to tell the people you have received the Holy Ghost, don't worry. I doubt whether you ever get it or not. See, God wants heroes. 
<laughs> you want to be a hero. God wants heroes. To be a hero, you have to be courageous. He wants something, something that's brave. God wants something that will stand up and talk. That's not a scared to tell your boss or anything, anyone else. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has saved me from a life of sin. That's what God is attracted to. A quality called courage. Now, let's put it this way. When Moses was on his way to the promised land, he selected 12 men to go and spy the land. And when he selected the 12 men to go and spy the land, then when they came back with a report, 10 came back with a bad report. Only two came with a positive report. And those, I would call them the dissidents in the camp, it was Caleb and Joshua that said, look, we have seen the land, but we, we are more than able to take the land. But the ten came back and said, we have seen the giants, and when we compared ourselves to the giants, goodness, we realized that we're a bunch of grasshoppers. Now, let me put it this way. It reminds me of a testimony where a minister was preaching. As this minister was preaching, then the anointing became so strong. And the minister spoke from the pulpit and said, if you are sick, stand up wherever you are. And people stood up and said, if you are crippled, stand up where you are. Then there was a woman at the back who was sitting on a wheelchair. And she stood up and began to walk. As she was walking, the relatives behind her began to push the, the wheelchair around, following her with the wheelchair. Then she stopped somewhere and became conscious that she was now walking and she looked at the wheelchair. Then she went back to sit on the wheelchair and she never walked out. Brethren, that means the minister was operating in the faith zone. The relatives of this crippled woman were operating in the fear zone. When she was walking, they had been accustomed to see her as a crippled. Even when she was not working, they never rejoiced. To them, it was a matter of time she needs to return to where she belongs, which is a wheelchair. Then she was caught up between the fear zone and the faith zone. But when she submitted to what the relatives were doing, she fell back into the fear zone and was confined to the wheelchair. How many times we hear a sermon, read a spoken word, read the Bible, hear a sermon and walk out courageous and say, I'm going to do it. But before you get anywhere, then you will meet the people that have a negative report. And those people somewhat, they suffocate the oxygen that you have that you must give to your faith. They somewhat cripple your faith. That is why. Show me your friends. Show me the company that you keep. I can tell you how far you're going to go. You cannot remain faithful when you hang out with doubtful people. That is why the Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. That means you are the company that you keep. You want to be a hero? Hang out with heroes. You want to have faith? Hang out with people that have faith. You want to be a prayer warrior? Hang out with prayer warriors. 
You want to be successful in marriage? Hang out with people that are successful in marriage. Always just somewhat paint a picture of where you want to be and identify the people that are already there and associate with them, you will get there. Now, here is very something very interesting. Moses sent out 12 men. Two came back with a good report. The other, they looked fearful. They were operating in fear zone. Then they looked at the giants. Then they regarded themselves as grasshoppers. They never had any conversation with those men. They looked at the men and they came to the conclusion. They told themselves, we are grasshoppers. But uh, goodness, Joshua and Caleb said, we are not grasshoppers. When you go and check the Bible, it says because they had a different spirit. They had a different attitude. They were operating in the fear zone. To them, it was when they looked at the land, they say it's a matter of time. We are coming back to take our land. It is promised by God. It will be delivered by God. God will fight our battle. He is the one that opened the Red Sea. He is the one that gave us the man. He is the one that gave us the water from the rock. He is the one that did this and that. So they were energized because they were operating in the zone of fear, or of faith. The rest were operating in the zone of fear and were paralyzed. Now, I want to contrast the two things. Then later on, we find out that Moses sent these uh, 12 men in the book of Numbers 13, verse 33. And in the Bible says, and there, when they came back and gave a report, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Enoch, which come out of the giant. And we were in our own side, in our own side as grasshoppers, not in their own side, in our own side, we perceived and we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. And so we were in their side, but they never got to speak to them. They concluded that how we see ourselves, that's how those guys see us. Now, look, look when, when the time came for Joshua to send his spies. Moses sent 12, but in the book Joshua chapter 2 verse 1, Joshua sent two spies. Why did Joshua not send 12 as Moses 1 sent 12? I mean, logic dictates that Joshua should have said, Moses 1 sent 12, let me send 12. I think because of experience, Joshua must have realized it does not take quantity to generate good report. It takes quality. He must, I think his mind, he must, he must travel down the memory lane and say, I remember we were 12, but only two came back with a good report. And this time around, I'm not taking, I'm not sending majority there. I need to select two men that can come back with a good report. Now, that is why. As I said, turn back to my diagram. In the fear zone, all right, when I look at this pyramid, at the bottom, that is where the majority is. These are the people that tell each other uh, that it cannot be done. These are the people that tell one another, we have tried it before, it never worked. These are the people that tell one another, we have always done it this way. These are the people that tell one another, don't try to make yourself better. 
This is how we, these are the average people. They, pro, they are average. They produce average results. They live average lives. They have average testimonies. Everything about them is average. But above, that is where the cream of the crop is. These people are driven by faith. When they meet, they say, brother, this is what the Lord has done in my life. I thought it was not going to be done. All obstacles were against me. But against all odds, it has been done. Let us glorify the name of the Lord. In this zone, that is where testimony breeds testimony. In this zone, that is where a miracle breeds a miracle. In this zone, these people energize one another. These people strengthen one another. They operate in the supernatural frequency. In the... It, you can't tell them that there is any nothing is impossible with these people everything is possible what how do they operate on the basis of only believe only believe all things are possible now this this is a group that i want to associate myself with not the group on the bottom that is negative not the group on the bottom that is fearful not the group on the bottom that is dismayed there is no they drag themselves they have long faces no testimony and a, a lot of time it's a complaint after a complaint these people can suck life out of you but these ones at the top they make you feel like goodness if this brother has done it, if this sister has done it, that means it can be done. That means God is in the neighborhood. If he has blessed my brother, if he has blessed my sister, he's coming on my doorstep. These are the kind of people that we want to associate with, not the ones at the bottom. The ones in the bottom, a lot of time, they even develop chronic diseases because it is stress. Their immune system is compromised. They are paralyzed. They are governed by fear. I don't want to belong into this. I want to belong into the prophetic class. Now, let me put it this way. The prophet of God, before I get there, maybe let's read in the book James. James, second chapter, 17 verse. It reads in this manner. Even so, faith, if it hath no works, is dead, being alone. So, faith cannot lie there dormant. Faith, brother, let me say, faith produces results. So, that means if there are no results, that means there is no faith. Now, let's come here. In this message, faith cometh by hearing. Paragraph 27, it says, now, Hope will agree with the Bible. Hope will say it's true. Hope will say, I believe every bit of it. I believe that that's the word of God. I believe that God will keep his promise. Hope believes all of that. But hope then says, now I believe that God will heal. But look at my condition. Now faith, don't look at that. Faith comes around. I don't care nothing about conditions. God said it and it's mine. You see, faith is belly. As I once said, faith has hair on the chest. Chest. When it stands up and pulls its big muscles out, everything else vanishes away. 
just takes flies away. When faith really takes a hold, nothing else stands. Oh, this gives me some goosebumps. We are not called to be hopeful. You know, every one of us at some point in time had hope. But we are ushered into certain circumstances that dashed off our hope. But when our hope was dashed off, that is where faith takes over. When hope comes to the boundaries. Because hope says, yes, I hope. Then later it says, but. And but cancels grammatically. But cancels what you have said previously. But. But faith does not say that. Faith says, yes, conditions are like this. But God said. When hope says, yes, God said. But. But faith it turns around and says, yeah, conditions are like this. But, goodness, we really appreciate the Lord for this. Now, he says something very striking. Faith has muscles. Though the brothers that love muscles, they know. In order to develop muscles, muscles, in order to develop muscles, you need to two component. You need to watch what you eat. Most of these guys that have got big muscles, their intake of protein is very high. And after, what you, after you have washed what you eat, then you need to work out. That means you need to make sure that you stretch those muscles. Then the result is developed muscles. Then that's when you, they say you've got a very strong core. That means you even when you are standing, you can lift up things because your core is strong. They've got ways of explaining that. But the principle here, you wash what you eat, then you do the workouts. Similarly, if you want to develop the muscles of faith, watch what you eat. You cannot. Faith, the Bible in Romans 10 verse 17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith does not come by listening to motivational talk. Oh, no, 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 no. There are many people that really listen to those things and never deliver the result. But I've seen men who feed on the weight and their faith muscles get a belt. And you know, when you've got muscles, Muscles, but I've seen a lot of, and you need to be careful, you brothers with muscles. I've seen a lot of people who have muscles. A lot of times, these people, once they have muscle, then they'll put a muscle vest. By them putting the muscle vest, they want to display to everyone that, look, I'm a guy that has got muscles. They want to show off. Now, spiritually, when your faith muscles are developed, you're always, I mean, when you've got muscles, you're waiting. If they call people to pick up something, they often call people that have got muscles. You can't really call somebody that does not have muscle to come and lift up a, 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 a 40 ton weight. You know, you need guys with muscles. Now, the similar, when your faith muscles have been developed, that's when you are looking for situations to display the muscles of your faith. You're looking for circumstances. Oh, goodness, we are going through a pandemic. 
some have resigned themselves into a state, into a fear zone. How can I see? Some already, when they hear how many people have died, they're already even writing their obituaries. Yes, we're going to die. Oh, I wonder how my funeral is going to be. But some, they say, after the pandemic, the same results that are the same goals that I had before pandemic, my goals will even be bigger after the pandemic. They say, if I have seen God on display, I am gonna see more of God during a pandemic and even after the pandemic because they are not driven by circumstances, they are driven by faith. Now, that's why we need not to consume news. We need to consume good news because when you consume too much of worldly news, then you become what you eat. Now, the prophet in the message Job, paragraph 32, he says, we receive him in the form of the weight and a correct shepherd will feed his congregation on the weight, the lamb. Now, my greatest desire. If you have observed, I've preached for you a number of years. I don't want to glorify Satan. I don't want to glorify. I will not spend time telling you about witches. I will not, I will not take time telling you about Satan. The more I tell you about God, it exposes Satan. The more I make you feed on the weight, it makes you to be bold and face Satan head on. Yes, we may not speak about a wish, but what we make you feed on makes you to know that even if a wish comes in the name of Jesus Christ, you are able to know that everything is in control. We are not afraid. We are not driven by fear. We are driven by faith. Whenever angels come to the saints, first words are always, fear not. And I want to say once again, fear not. If you are in the fear zone, oh, this simonet, let it be a migration ticket. Move from that zone and come into the zone of faith. Don't say but. Don't say my background. Don't say my color. Don't say my nationality. Don't, don't call. Faith does not look at the facts. Faith looks at the word of God. Look at the word of God. Feed on the word of God. Then you will operate in the fear, in the zone of faith. Now, here is the quotation. The prophet says, he, in the message, hear ye him. Paragraph 8, he says, and I said to them, if you have, if if you would have given the children of if you would have give the children the bread of life, they wouldn't have went after such stuff as that. But hungry children will eat from a garbage can. The world is hungry today for the weight of the living God. Oh, you people, what you need, your pastors, is feed your sheep. That's right with the weight of the living God. When you are in the fear zone, you are dictated by headlines. Your life is ruled by headlines. But when you move into the zone of faith, 
You're going to feed on the word of God. And all things are possible to them that believe. With this sermon, I want to encourage you. May God achieve more miracles in your life. May, may you be accustomed to supernatural events in your life. May you get used to God's blessings in your life. May you develop a sense of defiance towards any threat that Satan may wave at you. May you be grounded in faith and may you do things that frighten you. You look at something and say it is impossible. It cannot be done. But that is humanistic, right? But when you move a higher, a level higher, that's when you realize all things are possible to them that believe. It's a divine realm where you are driven by faith. Let us have faith in God. Let us not stay in the fear zone. Let us stay in the faith zone. Let us migrate from the fear zone. Let us move into the faith zone. What do we mean? By faith, we will come out of this season stronger. By faith, our businesses will be intact. By faith, our children will be intact. By faith, our families are going to be intact. By faith, our health is going to be intact. By faith, everything that we desire and everything that, that is of good report it is going to remain intact. Our testimonies is gonna, are going to remain intact. So what does it mean? We are not going to be shaken like everybody else because in God we trust. I hope that this sermonette will be a blessing to you and your family. Don't be dismayed. Be of good courage as I want to pray with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we want to appreciate you, the Lord, for these few moments where we just had a fellowship on this subject of faith. Even the scripture says it is impossible to please God without faith. And the prophet says God doesn't use cowards. He needs brave men and women, men that do not operate in the fear zone, but operate in the faith zone. If there are those that are operating in the fear zone, oh God, help them to do that migration from the fear zone into the faith zone, where they enter a realm where all things are possible to them that believe. Dear God, I pray for their families. I pray, dear God, for their jobs. I pray for their health. I pray for their marriages. I pray, dear God, that may the angels of the Lord encamped around all those who fear your name. May you be with them, dear God, as the angel went before Moses. May the angel go before us to clear the way. I commit them to you. Those that are sick, dear God, I pray for them to be divinely delivered, dear God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in you and you alone we trust. In the name of Jesus Christ, we commit everything to you. Amen. On that note, may this be a blessing. <music>